Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the technical, cynical, cinephile side. And the hopeless romantic side. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And we are here tonight to talk to you about Back to the Future Christmas. Not the title. It could be. It very well could be. I mean, it could be, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is the, what is the real title? The real title is Next Stop Christmas. Mm, not as good as mine. If you, if you couldn't tell from our hats. We are very, we are very conductory tonight, yes. I think. My but idea, totally, he totally copied was, me. It but, was her uh, idea. I was like, I got one too. <laughs> yeah, not not official conductor hats, but it was Close the clo- closest thing that... Um, I think they were. I mean, I, I think so too, but... Because we're going to be taking the viewers on a train ride through this movie. So it's going to be a slow ride. Shh, yes. <laughs> yes, okay. it'll be a slow ride through this movie. But yes, Stephanie, what did you think about... Back to the Future Next Stop Christmas. Did you like it enough to watch this one again? Sit down, really enjoy it, maybe while Back to the Future is playing on another TV next to you. <laughs> or, or, is this one that, you know, you're not really that interested? Maybe it's only in the background while you're dusting your collection of Back to the Future DVD sets? Or, would you never want to see this one again? <laughs> Those are your options. Those are my only options. Wow. Uh, well, considering I don't have a Back to the Future uh, DVD mm-hmm. set. It came with a watch, by the way. Just I, FYI. I don't think I would be dusting those. Um, I am going to go with, I would watch this one again. Yes. Uh, it would be a, a definitely. Uh, I have already watched it again. That's true. <laughs> um, before recording this and I, I did not have back to the future on and on another TV mm. that would be disrespectful to this to this movie because <laughs> it, it deserves your wholehearted attention well said well said yeah what about you uh, no I'm right there with you I, I would definitely watch this one again unfortunately I didn't get the chance to watch it again tonight um, I would actually like to see it again on the weekend because one of the things I mean, if you guys watch, watch, watch and listen now to this podcast, um, you know that I love time travel. I love, love, love movies when they time travel Mm -hmm. because I love trying to figure out what rules they have set up because a good time travel movie, the director, the writers, all everyone involved will sit down and they'll come up with rules for how time travel works in the film. And so I love trying to kind of figure those rules out. And I think I have it. I have a a rough draft of what I think happened in this film that I would love to share with you guys. I'm excited because we're on YouTube so I can show you my little whiteboard and we can talk about it. It's going to be it's going to be a little bit of sciency tonight. A little uh, timey-wimey. A little timey-wimey. Some some Doctor Who references out there. Yeah, anyone. But what we'll do is we'll save that towards the end of the podcast in case people might not be interested in my timey-wimey whiteboard. Or that's all they came here for and then you can just <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> I hope. I hope that's why you guys are here. But no, I'm super excited to talk about how I think the time travel worked. But until then, let's get on with your world famous plot summary. World famous. World famous. And if you time didn't know. famous too. Time famous. Yes, time famous. Okay. Angie mm-hmm. is a busy New York surgeon who hasn't been home for Christmas in quite some time. 
Her family desperately misses her, but with her parents' divorce, she thinks it's better if she spends Christmas alone. When she meets a mysterious train conductor, <laughs> she finds herself on a magical Christmas train that takes her back 10 years to a happier Christmas where her parents are still together, she's with her old boyfriend, Tyler, mm -hmm. and her lifelong friend, Ben, is still a part of her life. She has to find the missing link that takes the train back to her current life, but realizes what she thought she wanted isn't what she needed. Ooh, I love that last little bit. Oh, mm. oh. that was good. That was good. Uh, yeah, I think you, you covered all the bases there. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about our leads, of which there are many, in my opinion. IMO, I think there are many leads in this film. Deserving of name recognition right now. IMO, in my opinion. So the kids for the say. for the kids for the kids that don't know for the kids. Uh, so we have Lindsay. So her last name on, on Hallmark <laughs> Channel, they pronounce it Fonseca, mm -hmm. I think. Okay. Or Fonseca. Sure, I have no idea. But this is a name that I'm familiar with being a Cajun girl from southern Louisiana. And this name, I don't know if it's French or Cajun or not, but it is a name that I am familiar with. Mm -hmm. And we would pronounce it Fonseca. Okay. I, I say go to the roots. Go so to the roots. I say Lindsay Fonseca. I'm not sure how she pronounces it, but we're going to go with that. She plays Angie. I loved her. I loved her. Yes. She was amazing. Uh, I've only ever seen her. And it's funny because you don't really get a feel for her <laughs> in this role. But if you didn't know, she is the daughter in How I Met Your Mother. Yep. The TV show where he talks to his kids and there's a boy and girl and throughout the entire series, they look exactly the same. And they just shoot to this like one shot of these two kids. And she is the daughter. The most patient daughter ever, <laughs> waiting nine years, I believe, to hear how, how they met the mother. So, yeah. yes, I, that, she looked familiar. I'm glad you said it because I would have never in a million years placed her. So Yeah. And so I was happy to get to see her like in a full role acting yeah. and... I felt that this role was perfect for her. Yeah, it really she was. She just did, she played it so well. Mm -hmm. She was so funny. Um, and amazingly enough, we've seen this kind of plot a, a few times now yeah, with even, Hallmark. Even in the fall, we had that fall movie, very similar plot to this. Yeah, and it's so fun. And she really just gave it her all. And then we have uh, Chandler Massey mm -hmm. plays Ben, who is her her friend that he's a friend of the family. She's known him all her life and uh, who then becomes m maybe more. Maybe, maybe. And I thought he was adorable as well. Yeah. I, I think he was just as great with the humor. I loved their chemistry, the back and forth the the delivery of of the lines like it, he was just I, I just had a lot of fun with these two i did too yeah he was he was great um again we've, we've seen this type of role a lot a lot recently a lot more recent uh lately where you have you know the best friend sort of unrequited love mm -hmm. kind of situation and i loved his take on it 
uh, I, I found myself laughing. I loved his delivery. And you're right, their chemistry together was, was through the roof. I, it was excellent. And you know what I, I kept thinking, like we talk about that character of, of Carpenter Joe in The Christmas Carpenter. Promise, who was kind of like this, supposed to be this like kooky, like outlandish kind of funny character. And that didn't work for him. For you. For me. For you. For me. For you. It Not didn't for work. me, Joe. <laughs> but it the character seemed kind of similar uh, with Ben, but I thought this fit him perfectly. Yeah. Like the the funny like him being the Santa with the the funny Santa voice like I loved it I just thought it was it it felt like him it felt very natural and very genuine mm. um yeah. so I enjoyed him and then we also have uh you know the conductor oh so the last time we saw Krista the Christopher Lloyd will tip tip our conductor hats. Tip to, of the hat. Tip of him. the hat. Tip of the hat. Uh, he was in another one of our favorite yeah, Hallmark movies. Yeah. So I love that this is a thing now that Christopher Lloyd is in Hallmark movies. Mm -hmm. And is it like weird that they just, I mean, it's not weird, but they, they keep putting him in time travel Hallmark movies. It's fantastic. And I love the fact that he does it. You know, because you know, I've never met him, obviously. I don't, I don't know his personality, but I would think that if someone comes to you and is like, hey, we've got this movie for you, and he's like, okay, and they're like, it's about time travel. He would get tired of that. Obviously, he does not because he, I loved his role in this. He seemed to be having so much fun with it. Every scene, it was just a delight to see him. He had like that twinkle in his eye, like, oh, my goodness, what? Oh, it's it beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. Yes, always fun to see him, and... You know, he kind of took a, a different role, uh, maybe more so of the William Shatner role in Just in Time I was, for Christmas. I thought about the stage coachman. Yeah, so instead of the coachman, we have the conductor, who I would not say he was trying to be Santa in this movie. No, this is this there was, was no, no Santa, no. no Santa. Although I will say it was nice to, I felt like we saw him a lot more than the coachman, which was great. Uh, they found ways to kind of sprinkle him in mm -hmm. uh, more, which, you know, give me more Christopher Lloyd. I'm there for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, we had a sort of, I mean, people were calling it a Back to the Future reunion, even yep. though these two never actually share any scenes in the movie, which... Do they a, not? No. It was a tad disappointing. Leah Thompson yeah. uh, is in this, uh, a new play is Angie's mm -hmm. Mom. And yeah, she doesn't share any scenes with the conductor. No, she, um, she doesn't. <laughs> but I'm sure they saw each other on, on the set. On set, maybe. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have a lot of great names in this movie. A mm -hmm. lot of great characters. A lot of great um, cast. The whole cast, I think, was was really great in this movie. Yeah, and it was great to see, you know, obviously they didn't share any scenes, but great to see both of them. I'm a huge Back to the Future fan, if you can't tell. Um, and it was, it was it was wonderful. I, I love seeing her again. I can't remember the last time I saw her. And there's a lot of nods to Back to the Future in this film. I mean, her husband was named George. I mean, I don't think that was an accident. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter say that the date that she goes back in time, which was like November 6th, I think, in the film, is the day that Marty goes back. I don't think that's a coincidence either. So there's little little nods to Back to the Future. They were really playing off that, and I was I was here for it. I was here for it. Yeah, I didn't catch those, um, but I figured that, that there would yeah. be some. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? You have yeah. two cast members. How could you not have fun with it? But it wasn't like... 
heavy handed. It wasn't, you know, just in your face. It was a little Easter eggs here and there for the, for the fans. And thank you for doing that. Yes. Uh, but this movie, I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. So much fun. From the previews, we were so excited for it. it really and was. I really feel like it just like exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you just never know how th- these things are going to work. Uh, you, know, you you have a great idea. We've seen time travel before. This one, mm. so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. I loved every single minute of it. Uh, there was nothing that I was like, oh, okay, let's, let's move yeah. on or let's get past this or just take me back to the train or, you know, there wasn't. <laughs> I was happy. I was happy on the train. I was happy not on the train. I was happy in every uh, – I just – I thought everything was, was just done so well yeah no i i totally agree um yeah there really wasn't like a point where i was like oh man you know they messed up here or i wish this had happened instead of that and um yeah even on a technical yeah no technical i mean real quick if since you brought it up and we'll talk about the meet cute or the re-meet cute the time travel reu meet cute um technically no this movie was great this movie was astounding the only small thing is sometimes the backgrounds were a little underlit, but that's very minor because the rest of them were fine. Um, they played with the shadows in the face. You know, we talk about this all the time very well. And the color uh, was very vibrant, but not overly so. It seemed realistic. They had some nice yellows when they needed to. They had, you know, just a very great quality, in my opinion. Just the, the white balance was, was situated correctly. You know, there was never a point where I was like, oh, man. It's too yellow here. Or... That white balance, gosh, God. Well, you know, you know what I mean. That's what right? I'm always thinking when I'm watching movies. Man, that white balance. It was true to the eye. It was true to the eye, and just very, um, yeah, really nice colors throughout. So I, I have no qualms with the technical issues on this, other than audio dubbing got a little messy here and there. Some of the sound mixing, but you know, there was some dubbing. There was a. There was a good bit of dubbing, I think, in the movie, but mm. it never really bothered me, no. as it sometimes does. But um, it was noticeable, but not overly so. No, I think they did a, you know, did yeah. the best job that they could because mm-hmm. you know it happens. So, for romance, I mean, this movie was obviously it's a little different for romance. It's not like the typical Hallmark romantic movie um, because it's such <laughs> a fun sort of quirky movie, and we're dealing with all sorts of characters and elements and different storylines but i felt like it was all done just seamlessly yeah you know we had a lot of different uh little little stories going on throughout and then of course the main one where she's trying to figure out how to get back yeah it was it was balanced well i I would say and i think that has to do a lot with the director i think the director had a a great hand in making sure the story felt balanced and Everyone kind of had their say. I'm sure that's very difficult to do. Yeah, and uh, the director actually is the same director uh, that did Sweet Pecan Summer and One Royal Holiday. Oh. Which were two movies that also had like a bunch of different elements going on. So he seems to do this very well. Um, And that is Dustin Reichert. Great. So bravo on another great film. Mm -hmm. Also, while we're here in technical, shout out to the scriptwriters for this movie. Yes, uh, please. Because the humor, chefs, is that a, can we do, is there a conductor's kiss? What would be a conductor's kiss? Maybe something like this. I'm not going to 
I have. I've got I've got hat hair. Uh, maybe now, uh, so. uh, oh, yeah. a French a French conductor. A French conductor waving to the crowd. <laughs> um, but yes, what that would be. Um, and that the writers are Carrie Drake and Dwayne Poole. Awesome. Job. Uh, and Dwayne Poole had uh he wrote a timeless Christmas, which, which was, was another sort of time. Ryan Pavey's best movie. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> yes, yes. That, that explain the man loves time travel. Maybe he is a time traveler. Yeah, this movie, and I'll mention the scene that kind of made me think of it. Uh, and I talk about it in a, our timeless <laughs> Christmas review. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which we still haven't seen is Kate and Leopold. There's a scene in this oh, movie yeah. that hearkened back a scene in Kate and Leopold. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if he's a Kate and Leopold fan. Um, so that was just something I noticed. Very cool. So let's get to the the romance, the reu-meet cute in, yeah. in time, reu-meet back in time, unless you do it in the present, because they do have a reu-meet cute in the present as well in the past. Yeah, this one's going to be a little tricky. You got so it. there's obviously... You know, we know the end game is mm-hmm. for her and Ben. Right. But before that, she's questioning her old boyfriend, Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, who she turned down a proposal. And he's from. super famous. Super famous. Yes. Yeah. In the sports world. Yeah. I have to say, I thought Tyler was wonderful. Yeah. You know, I, sometimes they, they put a, another guy in here. You know, he has his flaws. But as a as a villain, you know, um, I would say he was super likable. He was very yes. funny. He, you know, he he liked his job a lot. Uh-huh. You know, I guess we we can fault him that. I don't know, but he had a little bit of an issue with family time and stuff like that. But well, he had a rough past. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but I really, really enjoy Tyler. Yeah, he, um, Eric Freeman, who plays Tyler, he did a great job because, you know, playing the 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 bad boyfriend, I guess we'll call it, um, I think is difficult because you want to make sure that you're not likable because you don't want, you know, the audience to want you to end up with her, obviously. But you also um, want to be a little bit likable because we want to see you on screen. You know, we, we want to believe you. And so his flaws were extremely believable, and they weren't ridiculous. I think that's that's the balance, right? You don't want to be absolutely ridiculous because some of these guys, like the sommelier uh, in our in our wine movie, was beyond ridiculous to me. The way he treated her was just just ridiculous. Because at that point, you're like, why are you even interested in this guy? It makes no sense. So he played it excellent, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I would say. I mean, you said that he doesn't want to be likable, or at least that character doesn't want to be likable mm-hmm. or isn't supposed to be likable. Right. But yeah. I found him very likable. Like, I I mean, obviously, I loved her and Ben, and right. she was supposed to be with Ben. But I, you know, I don't know that I would have been mad if she had ended up with Tyler. Um, you know, we have this, hmm. we get a kiss, like, right off of the bat. Whoa, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. I have the exact timestamp. Give me a minute, please. <laughs> Uh, it might have been the, one of the quickest kisses we've had in the movie. 11 minutes and 31 seconds was the kiss. So Is this going to be on your in your charts and graphs, the time timeline? It's not, but it probably should be. 
but that's with commercials too. So not factoring in commercials, that's probably like a five minute kiss, maybe six minutes in pretty wild. And it was really the cute. The kiss. Too. Let's be clear. The kiss was not five minutes long. It was five minutes oh, yeah. into no. the movie. I'm sorry. Five minutes. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't five minutes long. A little awkward for us to just watch a kiss for five minutes, but no, five minutes into the movie, maybe a record. I have to go back through my other notes. Um, Really shocking. I, I don't think anyone was expecting it. Uh, it made it more real because in the movie that we saw over, I think it was a fall movie, the other time travel movie, she purposely does not kiss her past boyfriend at all. Per- just doesn't do it. And so I wasn't expecting this. I loved it. What did you think about it? Oh, I loved it. What, what, I was what? like, oh, I mean, I found Tyler to be very attractive yeah. and very charming. And so, again, if she had ended up with Tyler, I wouldn't have been mad. What but, I mean, what would you rate it? Should we rate this one? I mean, even though she doesn't end up with him, I feel like there needs to be a little bit of a, a rate for this. Yeah. Um, I'd say there were some sparks. Oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> the 11 minute, 31 seconds, probably five minutes into movie Kiss, sparks. Sparks. Um, and it was very cute how they did it because she was just like real. It was like in that moment she realizes, yeah. oh, wait, like we're together right now because she was just thinking about him, you know, yeah. as she was talking to her friend at the bar in the present day. Yeah. Um, and so we got to keep track. So present day and then we have Christmas train, Christmas magical train, and then we have the past. And there's also a third one, too. There's actually we'll, we'll get into it. later. We'll get into that. Um, into so. That. She's, they're talking about Tyler because they see him on TV. And then yeah. she's like, oh, you know, he was, you know, proposed to me. And I said no. And and then all of a sudden, she's on a magical train. And he <laughs> is there. And they are technically together in this time. And he there there's donuts. Well, they're technically together? Would you say it's technically romance? <laughs> is, that, is that what you'd like to say? Technically. This, this kiss would have been technically a romantic kiss because <laughs> they were together at this time. There you go. Um, and so she's probably just like, Hmm, I wonder if I could do this and, and get away with it. And she does. And she also wanted to make sure she wasn't dreaming too. So it was like a twofer. Yeah. You know, and Tyler's like, okay. Okay. Cause they're together. And then he goes in for another one. Well, this is my girl. So I'm going to go in and she's like, but it's Hallmark. So not too many. Yeah. Um, unless it's, unless you're taking the reins, then you can kiss as many times <laughs> as you want. But, uh, yeah, the, it was so fun, like, the back and forth. I love that we had her, like, and it wasn't, you know, like, Boyfriends of Christmas Past where every time she falls asleep and then she's back in the thing. Like, it was, like, unexpected of, like, mm. when she was going to end up back on the train. Yeah, the conductor would just come out of nowhere. At first, you're like, okay, it's when she sleeps. But then all of a sudden, the conductor just pulls her out whenever he wants. Yeah. Uh, one thing, uh, back to Tyler real quick. Uh, I, there's a scene with him that I love where he's meeting the family dog who is dead in the present. So she's, Angie's so very happy to see him. And he apparently doesn't like dogs. And the scene is he's like air petting the dog. And he's just like doing like this, like if this is the dog and he's just like <laughs> this. Did that remind you of anyone? You? Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm very much with Tyler. Like I, I, did not like dogs. I never had a pet as a kid. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Red flag. Uh, dogs would always bite me. I don't, I don't know. Um, so I never never liked dogs until we got ours. And I just, I love her so much. I, you know, and Tyler, interestingly enough, gets a dog in the present with his other girlfriend, his new girlfriend, his present girlfriend. And so he becomes a dog person. I'm now a dog person. So I followed the same path that Tyler did. I have a very... A kinship with him, I would say. Yeah. 
Okay, back to the movie. Mm-hmm. Back to the... Future Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. So, okay, so the re... The re-meet cute... I'm already confused. So yep. we have... She meets Ben in the present. Right. At the bar. And Ben is looking fine, I'll say. Ben is looking fine. He's looking dapper, 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 dapper. Okay. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I love that you said it for me. Yeah. But... He's looking great. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. We've seen a few girls, women, in Hallmark movies with glasses. Yes. I cannot recall in oh, my brain I see what you're saying. a time that i have ever seen a man wearing glasses oh. in a hallmark movie i, know I take some, it back i, know I take some, it back I know some parents have i take it back tyler hines i believe does oh, wear yep, glasses yep yep he does in the the mistletoe yep. secret movie very rare to see a male lead wear glasses i agree and and i just oh, i get so excited mm-hmm. obviously i love a man with glasses and for those listening i do wear glasses just just so you know so mm-hmm. she is in the bar and ben shows up yep. who apparently she hasn't seen in a while present ben yeah present ben and she's surprised to see him that he's he's moved there she she lives and he's like yeah i, I live i work in manhattan now she had no idea so we're like okay so their friendship isn't the strongest right now mm-hmm. that she that he didn't even tell her so lead to she's going home she meets this mysterious conductor who gives her this like willy wonka type looking it was very golden ticket willy wonka yeah, yeah. um and then ends up on the train the yeah, the, the time traveling train so it was weird when she meets ben I didn't realize Ben was the the lead in this film. I just thought he was just a friend passing by because her friend that she's with seemed interested in Ben. Yeah, like she her the friend stays with Ben while she goes off on her magic train. So well, because he, he had glasses. I mean, he couldn't be the she lead because he was wearing glasses. She was a fool. Yeah. I also have to say about the beginning of this movie, um, the the mom and the sister were being kind of mean to Angie. It's like. Your daughter is literally saving lives. Like, give her a break, please. Like, I know she can't come from Christmas, but it's not like she's just sitting on the couch eating fudgesicles and, and watching reruns. Like, I mean, she is yeah. saving lives here. Yeah, it's not like a job that you can just kind come of Come on, like, honey. Can't you come home? It's like, Mom, seriously, come on. Can't someone else, you know, save lives? do surgery on this person's <laughs> brain? Um, but no, the I, I thought they handled the the time traveling aspect well of the, of the train and, and sort of you know Christopher Lloyd at first he's the conductor but then he's the um, no, at first he's the the ticket keeper ticket keeper T- ticket seller ticket taker ticket taker that's it ticket taker then he's a conductor and he has these little funny quips about you know oh must have been handsome you know that kind of thing um, she knows something's weird but she kind of rolls with it <laughs> and uh, yeah it was it was really it was cool yeah but then the other ryu meet cute mm-hmm. yep. um is when she's in the past and yep. he's santa and i really ben. thought ben ben is Santa, not christopher lloyd no <laughs> and i thought this was so cute she takes her nephew to go see santa and then realizes that ben 
because uh, Tyler, for some reason, is like forcing her to sit on his lap. Oh, yeah. But the whole scene in general is very funny. Um, and he's like, oh, don't blow my cover. Because he's like, what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, Ben. And he's like, so you want Ben for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> very cute. Very, mm. you know, uh, subliminal messaging. Oh, yeah, I think nice, she does want nice. Ben for Christmas. Oh, yeah. uh, and we will learn. <laughs> we, we, we will learn. The truth. I also really love where she, where she tells Ben that she is from the future. That was fun scene. Um, <laughs> that was a fun scene. And again, it is the weirdest thing. Like we've talked about this before when we had the uh, writer Sarah Montana on mm-hmm. that Hallmark doesn't usually use, you know, specific pop culture references. Because it dates it. And it's I feel same like thing comic books, it'll date it. Yeah. And I feel like ever since we talked about that, this season, like this year of these movies, there's pop culture references like all over the place. They're talking about Star Wars in this movie. When did they and talk about Star Wars? Terminator. No, but then he also talks about Star Wars when he's when he realizes she really is from the future, and he's like asking her questions about the future, and he's like, "Are you gonna pop up like Leia in a hologram?" Oh yeah, and yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. "Ben Lee, save me." <laughs> That's true, and yeah. the only reason I can think they can get away with it in something like this because they have done it in other films. Yeah, this one in particular because she's already in the past. It already dates that film in the past, so maybe that's how they can get away with it, as opposed to it being in the present time, which the present is this ambiguous thing in Hallmark films. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's the only thing I can think of. Because, he also yes, references uh, Spider-Man that they like snuck out to yep. go see a Spider-Man movie. Which, so yeah. yeah. So um, one of the things that kind of I don't know if it bothered me. I maybe I, I'll talk to you about it, and you can kind of talk me through it. So she's that's trying. What I'm here for. That's what you're here for. So she's trying to go back to the present, back to, she, I'm sorry, she's literally trying to go back to the future, and like literally, and she can't do it until half of the ticket, the golden Willy Wonka ticket, comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. And so the conductor is being like, oh, you got to figure it out kind of thing. So she th- goes through all these things trying to figure out what it could possibly mean. Does she need a better relationship with her sister? Does she need to be better to her parents? Like, does she need to marry Tyler? So to me, it's kind of weird because it's not like she's doing this because she wants to, she's doing it to get back to the future. I, I, how did you feel about that? And it's not like she's, it's like she, goodness of her heart kind of thing. No, I think it, partly it is. I think she's trying to figure it out because I think she realizes, well, I'm, I'm led to this point in time for a reason. Mm-hmm. So there's something that happened that didn't happen correctly. Right. And so, I mean, especially the thing with her parents, I think yeah. that definitely was coming from a place of her heart because she misses her parents being together. She misses the way Christmas is used to be. Um, and she sees now like coming back into the past of how they're already kind of distant. Um, and I thought this was a, a great storyline to put in here. You know, it's very realistic of of parents sort of like empty nesters when their kids are all grown Mm -hmm. up and then they sort of realize like do we still like each other like who we are now that that our kids are gone like do we have anything in common and um these are you know things that they bring up and so i think that especially that part does come from the goodness of her heart that she really does want to get her parents back together because she realizes oh well maybe that's why i'm here to fix to help my parents so i think it's also kind of like a fun game to get the ticket back to you know go home but at the same time i think they are things that she thinks will either better her life or the people around her 
Okay, thank you for. I'm glad you clarified that for me because I was kind of struggling with that. Because after there's this great scene with her sister uh, later on in the movie where she's reconnecting with her sister, and really, I I don't know if I've seen this recently where you have sisters kind of they they like each other, but then even the sisters like you know we're not those kinds of sisters that you know yeah. usually Hallmark has them be like best friends and. They really weren't, and that was a, a really neat dynamic to see and how that's kind of played off here. But a beautiful scene where they're just kind of laying back on the bed, the camera's overhead, mm-hmm. wonderfully shot, and they're just really connecting. Um, and at the end of that sort of connection that they have, you know, Angie's like, oh, man, it wasn't her. You know, it was it kind of it kind of threw me. But the way you talk about it now, it makes more sense. Yeah, I think in the moment she really was getting caught up in it and thinking, like, this is something that needed yeah. to be done. Um, but but it, then, it made her better too. Maybe that's what yeah. the conductor is trying to show her. Like all these things that you've missed out on, all these things that you've neglected, you need to stop doing that. And that's what kind of led her through this. Yeah. I okay. mean, they even say in the movie, like she's like, it, it's not just about Ben. It yeah. was about everyone. It's about all of these yeah. things, you know, family and what's really important. And, you know. Okay. Well, great. Thank you. You're welcome. It was kind of interesting to see Hallmark tackle this, you know, between the sisters, talking about uh, the sisters dealing with sort of infertility and th- having that conversation. I-, I think it made it, again, the movie feel more real, you know, kind of having these adult conversations, things that people deal with. I'm glad they brought that to the forefront in, in a film like this. Yeah, same. I mean, like I said, with the parents, like, drifting apart mm-hmm. and then with her sister dealing with uh, the infertility and, like, adoption process and everything, like... I, yeah, I, again, a lot of times movies, they try to be sort of like, oh, we're going to throw all these things in the air. And sometimes they can seem a little after school special yeah. or whatever. But I thought this, they, yeah, they did it perfectly and everything flowed well. Yep. Nothing seemed like too much or too little. And um, they were important, important things that, that are realistic for, for people and so, yeah, I agree. I, I like that they, they showcased that as mm-hmm. well. The humor in yes. this movie, I just want to talk a little bit about, uh, which also sort of like inter was interwoven with the romance because a, most of the, a lot of the funniest scenes to me were with Angie and Ben. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like seeing like how their friendship was and their whole dynamic, which was just, it just real, a real treat to watch. Um, and I have to say, one of my favorite scenes is the, the gumdrop scene. Oh, yes. Go ahead. You explain it. And then, okay, go ahead. This is a good, this is a good segue. Go ahead. Yeah. So she's trying to explain to Ben that she trying to prove to him that she's from the future. And he's like, well, can you tell me anything? Like, and so there's nothing much that she can like. So she's trying to think of things that she can actually say to, like, prove to him. So she tells them, you know, they're going over to her parents' house to decorate the gingerbread houses. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you choke on a gumdrop and I save your life. And he's like, well, I mean, yeah, you're in medical school, so why wouldn't you? And she's like, well, that's not the point. The point is that I know that you choke on a gumdrop. And so when they're they're all there so decorating good. the gumdrops. Like he's just kind of like toying with her. Like he's just uh, looking at the gumdrop. Uh, uh, do I want uh, a gum? Uh. No. Do I want? And she, oh my gosh, the scene is just so funny. Like I could just watch it over and over again. It was really great. And and then when he actually starts choking on the gumdrop, <laughs> and Andy is just like totally playing it cool. Like, yeah, 
Are you, are you choking? Is that what's happening here? Are you choking? And she's like, like what is slowly he? walking over to him. I love when they're like, what is he choking? And they're like, is it? And she's like, oh, is it a gumdrop? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that just, it, it speaks to, uh, you know, how she played this role so well. Like she just totally, like you said, went for it. She, I loved it. She was just having so much fun with it. We say it all the time. You can tell when people are having fun on set. Everybody seemed to be having fun on set. For she put her whole body into it. Like yeah. there's a scene where she's like telling me, she's like talking to Ben and she's like, stay with me. Like she's snapping and her hands are like yep. flailing about. Yep. And um, I just, I, I loved it. Yeah. I just think that I want to see more of her. She would be great. In funny roles like this. And yeah, I just absolutely mm. loved her. Uh, this is a good segue for my whiteboard. Um, the gumdrop is extremely pivotal in this film because the gumdrop tells us that everything and time is a fixed point, meaning that no matter what happens, Ben is always going to choke on a gumdrop in this timeline, no matter what happens. Is, is that a gumdrop? This is the gumdrop. Right? <laughs> These are the gumdrops. So, all right, this is what happens. We have Christopher Lloyd on his train. This is, this is the main present, right? The main present is gumdrop choking. She gets proposed, right? These are fixed points. Oh, that's a, that's a ring there. That's the ring. That's the ring. Christopher Lloyd takes her from this present to an entirely different timeline, a new reality. This is not the, pre this is not the past of this. This is an entirely new timeline. Where's this? This is something, it's just somewhere else. The reason this is somewhere this, else. This blank line at the bottom. Though. Oh, this is, I'm going to get to that in a second. The reason why this is somewhere else is because he chokes on the gumdrop, but she doesn't get proposed to at the restaurant, which means that it's not here, but somewhere new. If this was the same past, she would be proposed to at the same time, and she wasn't. Because we find out that even though she tells him you're going to choke on the gumdrop, he still chokes. So even though that Tyler is getting jealous, he still would have proposed to her at the restaurant, no matter what. So this is a new timeline. This is a new reality. Well, I would think it has to be because it's already different because she's not the same person. Right. But if this was the past, no matter what she does, the present, the future would be the same. Christopher Lloyd takes her to an entirely new timeline so that she can change that future. Uh, but just keep this in mind. Keep this in mind for when we talk about the end. Because because of this, this is probably one of the saddest movies I've ever seen on Hallmark. <laughs> just gonna, I'm going to point that out right now. So in conclusion, the gumdrop is the most pivotal piece of information we have because it dictates the rules of time travel. That no matter what you do, it's still going to happen. No matter what happens, you can't change the future in this reality. That's it. Go ahead. Let's see who's still here. <laughs> I hope we gained some followers from this, not lost. <laughs> but um, we have to talk about, once again, I know I know Ben is the guy. And I Do love, you? And I love Ben. Do you know this? Tyler is also pretty fantastic and okay. i want to just circle, as far circle as, back to tyler as far as romance you know apparently in the 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 past mm -hmm. the original past right. he proposes with a ring in a champagne glass yeah. which i agree with ben 
little cliche. A little tacky. A little tacky Tyler. Um, That's why he was called Tacky Tyler. <laughs> this other proposal so, he does. I couldn't even. I'm taking it. I'm, I'm taking that, by the way. Th- well, they're, they're going to have a snowball fight. I guess it's a planned snowball fight. A lot of these happen spontaneously. Not this one. Uh, they know that they're going to be fighting with snowballs. And Tyler wraps up the ring in a in a ball of snow. Mm. And he, it's a risky move. A very risky move. Tyler. Very risky. Tosses it to Angie. Catches it. And 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 the and the ring is in there. And, you know, he proposes. And I just I've never seen that before. It was very clever. I'd never seen it either. Uh very smooth of Tyler. I didn't think he had it in him, but he brought it. He brought it. Just a great, a great move. And uh and yeah, that further proves that this is an entirely different timeline. Yes, because this Tyler is much more creative, apparently. Yes, apparently. <laughs> so one of my favorite characters, who was not my favorite character at first, was Chloe. Chloe is, I think the kids call it too much. Chloe is way too much in the beginning. I was like, man, I, I cannot handle this type of character. Um, just, you know, I don't even know how to describe her. Like a, like a mean girl, I guess. Would you, you know, those kind of mean girl vibes, just really over the top. She seemed fun to me. I uh, didn't get mean girl vibes, but. But towards the back half of this movie, I absolutely fell in love with her. She is just hilarious. There's this scene. Basically, um, Angie wants uh, Tyler to not be jealous of Ben. So she comes up with this plan to have Ben start dating Chloe out of nowhere. And those scenes, to me, are some of the best in the film. Like, I was cracking up. Like, if Chloe and Ben, that whole sort of, that whole little triangle, square thing they have going on, it was, it was great. <laughs> it was cute. It was really cute. And so, yeah, she just, you know, she when she comes on board with that, I just absolutely love this character. So I know you love Tyler, and I think you love him more than Ben. I do not. I think you do. Not but, for Angie, but I enjoyed... But for myself. But, no, I enjoyed his character. Yes. I thought he was very funny. I loved, you know, again, we've got turtleneck. Turtlenecks are like the thing now. No, turtlenecks indicate villain, and that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about costuming. So again, in uh, Gingerbread, we have Jacques, turtleneck, dark clothes, in this one, we have turtleneck, dark clothes. Dark clothes in films like this apparently indicate villain. Everyone else is in bright, Christmassy colors, a lot of whites. Um, he's in a lot of darks, and so that indicates that he's, you know, the villain. Uh, but costume in general, I thought was done really well. I, I love the dresses. The dresses in this film, the mom and her like sort of pink reddish dress at the dress at the end, and, and Angie and her her burgundy dress, and having Ben and his you know, burgundy sweater. I mean, come on. That was that was pretty obvious they were together. And she even touches his arm, you know, there at the end. It kind of wraps her arm around him. So that was neat. Yeah, well, I'll get to that arm-touching scene. But real quick about the mom's dress, which the scene that I was talking about earlier that reminded me of the, the Kate and Leopold scene, mm-hmm. where she – there's a scene where – I'm not going to spoil it for you because we still need to watch it. But she sort of, like, walks into a room, and she's, like, looking around – and this scene where the mom, Leah Thompson's character, comes in and she's like looking for the dad. I don't know why. It totally made me think of Kate and Leopold. Anyone else? Maybe not. Maybe I was reading too much into it. But you said you loved that dress. Me, personally, I was not a fan of that dress. Okay. That is not a dress I would have picked for 
for a big night. Uh, I know it was the dress that she wore when they first met, but that dress. All right. That dress was not all that. I was, I'm not a fashion designer. <laughs> I don't know. I can't argue it. I liked it. For me personally, I would never wear that dress. Um, but again, people like different things. Yeah. Um, but that scene was a very cute scene. Uh, like you said, we have her. She's watching her mom and dad dance. Mm-hmm. You know, she sort of recreates this whole party for them. Really and uh, of like the first night they met. It was very sweet. And, uh, you know, she's she does just like casually just puts her her arm, her hands like through his arm. And it was just the like the most like simplest thing. Mm -hmm. But his his face when he like it's like, oh, okay, what's what's uh, (laughs) happening here? And she just looks really happy. And like she's supposed to be right there. Like she just like fits right there with him. Um, And yeah, I just thought it was very sweet. But I also really loved the conversation that her parents are having while they're dancing and they're talking about, you know, how they, how the mom is saying, you know, like relationships need work, you know, mm-hmm. cause they're trying to like figure out what's, what's happened between us. And, uh, she's like, yeah, you know, um, she says this great line relationships need tending and we weren't paying attention. I did like that line a lot. Again, another great, great conversation, great script. You know, and delivered very well. So yeah, very so good, life. so true. Yeah. yeah, and I just thought that was really sweet, and that sort of also a very pivotal scene because that's when she realizes that Tyler is not the one for her. Yeah, what does he say? He says like, "What's like, what's the point of family?" Or family's not. No, important. he says it's just family because oh, he God. misses the the speech and uh, for them, you know, and because he's out on a work call, of course, and. Uh, but I hate that the way they make people like, yeah, I mean, people have jobs, and you know, so it probably was an important call for him to take, but then it makes like people look bad because they're doing their job. This but call could have been an email. This could, call could have been an email. Come it on. could have been. Um, but no, the line where he's like, oh, well, it's just family. Like it doesn't, like it's not a big deal. Who um, hurts you, Tyler? <laughs> Who hurts you? Does your family not love you? <laughs> we got to get to the bottom of that. Uh, so yeah, that is the moment she realizes like, mm-hmm you're not my person. You're not the one for me. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, Angie, maybe it's the one that everybody just, sees it. You know, everybody we're just sees canoodling, it. uh, canoodling. that fits in with your family mm-hmm. so well. We see it. So now we get to the end and this is where things take a very dark turn. This is where things get dark. You say dark. I mean, it was pretty intense. Like I was like edge of my seat. Like yeah. it was, I didn't know what was going to happen. The ending was very exciting. I didn't know what was going to happen. This is one of the first Hallmark movies. I didn't know what was going to happen. What happens is very sad. So let's get to the whiteboard. So we have, this is fun for me. <laughs> we have Angie here in the past, which is not the past. It's a separate timeline. She realizes that she wants to be with Ben, right? She's going to go back to the train. The conductor, Christopher Lloyd's like, you have to get on this train right now. We can't wait for Ben. Ben is racing to meet her on this train. He is trying really hard. He's trying this to get This scene there. where she tells, she was like, oh, her sister like makes her realize like, duh, you love Ben. And yeah. she's like, I love Ben. Everybody knows that. Everybody yeah. knows that. The problem here is that he thinks if he doesn't get there in time, he's not going to see her until 10 years later. That's not the case. So what's going to happen and what does happen is she goes on the train. 
a worm hole opens up. We're talking some top quality CGI, CGI. right here. Yeah, she we enter- actually get a wormhole. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. It's crazy. She enters a wormhole, wormhole with Christopher Lloyd. He takes her to a completely different timeline. So what that means, this Ben right here is alone without her for the rest of his life. She does not exist on this timeline anymore, this middle timeline. She's gone. She knows she's no longer there. The only the, she's here now, he's alone, and she doesn't exist here either. It's crazy. Okay, so that clears things up for me because I was uh, confused because when we do get to the end mm-hmm. and they do meet up, he is unaware. Exactly. He's an Unlike entirely new- Love Strikes Twice, her brother knew. Right. Um, so she, he, this Ben down here is an entirely new Ben from this Ben up here who is alone forever. I hate to break it to you, dear, but you need a new marker. I do. I'm <laughs> but what's so sad, though, is that think about this. This Ben in the middle line is going to be waiting 10 years for Angie to come back, and she never comes back because she's down here. She basically, and when she starts remembering down here, it's like the timeline is repairing itself into her brain. That's, that's my theory. I don't know if I'm right. I'd love to talk to the writers, really kind of suss this out. But this is what I'm thinking. This Ben's alone forever. Unless he just has no memory of it and she and he does meet her because she says, meet me at this place 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And he's there when she shows up. So... How did that happen? I don't know. He's there anyway, isn't he? Isn't he? Isn't that the same bar that she was with her friend? No, this is different. Is it? It's a different. I mean, it might be the same Oof. bar, but they they were meeting for dinner. I don't know. Maybe maybe a past Angie. Did said, I just I throw know. off your theory? I don't know. You, you might have. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to reassess. I really should just talk to the writers and figure this out because the way I have it now, it breaks my heart that middle line Ben is alone. That would be very heartbreaking. Uh, And it was heartbreaking for me because I have to say, uh, as far as like performances, when Ben, when she tells him that she loves him and he like the look on his face Mm. and he's like, where are you? (laughs) So good. It was Uh, so good. You just feel like everything just from that one line and the look on his face. Like he's like, I need to come to you. Yeah. Um, and she's, great. you know, looking at the conductor, like, do I have to leave? Now? Get on here. We're going to an entirely different so, timeline and leaving this guy alone. So frustrating. Mm. Um, I mean, yes, she does. They do end up together. And all I kept thinking was when she goes back to the, the new future, mm-hmm. that Ben better be wearing those glasses. <laughs> and he was. I love how that's, that's what you're thinking. I, it was, it is what I was thinking. Um, and thankfully he was wearing the glasses. Yeah. And then real quick, just one of the scenes that I absolutely loved. Um, we haven't really talked about him much though, but her sister's little boy was absolutely adorable. I mean, this kid acted like a kid to me. He was like running through the house at one point and he was like acting like a kid. Like I loved it. Yes. He was very adorable. Um, and we don't get to see much of him current time but his past self Henrik what a great name what a great name also um and there's this scene that really stuck out which I just think was the cutest thing ever they're at the tree lighting and when the tree gets lit he's got like his little teddy bear is a stuffed dog I think and uh 
instead of like you know everyone's like clapping for the lights he like is like wow and he starts clapping the paws of his super cute stuffed animal which i just my heart just like melted i was just like oh my god that is just like the purest like sweetest thing ever Mm -hmm. very cute um but back to the ending present or new future god (laughs) so confusing um i thought it was so funny because we have this ending where she goes back to the future to make it in time for a surgery, I guess, that she, like, had to do. Like, I thought she was, like, racing to be there for Ben. But she then also has to do surgery. But I thought it was so... Yeah. I kept thinking it was so funny because a lot of times in these movies where they're, like, you know, having to make it, they always, like, leave their jobs or, you know, like, and leave in the middle of the pitch deck oh, and, God. like, go to go to be yeah. with the one. And I'm like, well, you know... Angie couldn't really do that. She's a doctor. She is doing brain surgery. So her priorities are wherever they need to be. Can you imagine her being like, you know what? I got to go to the guy that I love. No more. I'm done. Done with this. You do (laughs) it. Middle of surgery. Can't do it, guys. Someone else has to finish. Um, So, yes, it was kind of similar to Love Strikes Twice where. So even though Ben doesn't have recollection of it, she it, like you had mentioned, her like memories start coming back. Right. So she comes back into a life that she hasn't lived. Mm-hmm. So then, where is that Angie? I think I think she like takes over that Angie. So maybe that Angie ends up with the Ben in the other timeline. No, there is no Angie in the other timeline. Oh my gosh! I, I don't. Th- I mean, I don't know. I don't know. To me, I I don't think there is. Maybe there is. I'm going to do some digging. We're going to contact some people. We're going to get to the bottom of this because the way I have it right now, it's very sad. It's super sad. It is sad, but we do get a proposal and Ben is like kind of tearing up Mm. and it's with the sweet. We didn't even talk about the, the little frosty, the snowman box Mm. that, you know, she gets the letter that he, that he had in there. Um, you know, that he, he always will love her and like, he'll always be there for her. And so sweet. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I thought it was, I thought it was a great ending. It was it was what it needed to be. You know, it was kind of strange to me that they're just now getting married. You know, I, I thought maybe it would have. I mean, this happened, you know, allegedly ten years ago. So, I mean, that's a long time. Well, I don't think they've been together the whole ten years. You don't think so? I mean, I don't. I don't know. That's. Uh, I have questions. This movie has given me more questions than answers, and I feel like it's my duty. As a, as a podcaster of these films, to get to the bottom of this, and I, I pledge to you all, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this for y'all. And then you know, I'm I'm wondering like, how are we gonna get Christopher Lloyd back in here? We gotta have him, you know. And there he is, like when she's in the the train station. Yep. And he's you know sneaky sneaky Pete behind her with, with the with the newspaper. And I was like, yep, that's him. There is. Because who else would be reading a newspaper in 2021? But a time-traveling conductor, that's who. That's, that's who. who. As as a magical conductor will do, obviously he's reading the newspaper. Everything works out for some people, but not for others. Oh, we also see that Tyler's getting married, so he ends up happy as well. Yes, in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't mention, I know it's not, this movie wasn't like hardcore romance. Mm-hmm. I mean... It was sprinkled throughout, and I did like it in the movie. Now, the kiss, so we didn't rate the kiss where she goes back to the restaurant. 
um, or meets Ben at the restaurant, but it was a good kiss, yeah. I thought. So it was very quick. Like there, it wasn't like a you know a like big. A little. No, it w- it was more than that. But I I don't even know that I could rate this kiss because I feel like this movie wasn't about the kiss. No. Okay. A little bit of magic, a lot of time travel, some Easter eggs to Back to the Future. I mean, what more? What more do you want? What more do you want? This this might be. I need to think about this. This, mm, I think it. I think this one might be my favorite Hallmark time travel movie. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. Oh. I'm gonna put that out there right now. Um, yeah. Time as far as time travel, yeah. Yeah, it was it was done very well. And I would say the romance is a little bit stronger in Just in Time yes. for Christmas. No, for sure, for sure. Um, because that one was like romance heavy. That was like all about the romance. But this had so much going on. It got. Kept, like I said, kept me interested the whole way. So. Exactly. Um, so very enjoyable. I mean, I would say this one is, as far as like Countdown to Christmas, I mean, this one is pretty... It's up there. Pretty it's up, up there. there. Hallmark's bringing it this year. Hallmark is really bringing it this year, which we'd love to see. Hope you guys are doing them as much as we have. Uh, that was Back to the Future Christmas. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for... You're confusing the people, honey. Next stop, comma, Christmas. Christmas. Thank you so much for watching. I uh, really appreciate and listening, obviously, um, and really appreciate you guys. You know, uh, can't thank you enough for all the the comments, the ratings, the reviews, the thumbs up, thumbs down, the high fives, all that stuff, guys. We really appreciate it because honestly, those types of things help us out so much. We're you know we're a small podcast, so all those things really mean a lot to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and we will wrap up this weekend's movies with a christmas treasure so uh we will see you next time see you guys thanks thanks